today's episode is a little bit different. The show is hijacked by Randall Kenneth Jones of Jones.show. He's been a previous guest, and for this episode, he took over, things went a little crazy, and I hope you enjoy it. Unstructured. Unstructured has been hijacked. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Did that sound good? Was that good at all? I wonder if, could you understand that I actually said hijacked? That I've hijacked your show? Um, I'm sure we've got it figured out now. You hijacked mine. You did. You did. So this is Randall Kenneth Jones, Eric's friend and colleague, and the person here... (laughs) Who has been selected? Well, I got to hijack the show because for those of us who listen, and I am one, we don't hear enough about Eric Tui. So, okay, truth be told, you did this to me. So <laughs> you hijacked my show. And so now this is like, and you were mean. I what? You weren't mean, mean, but you didn't pull any punches with me either. Well, I, I had instructions. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I can follow directions. Well, your instructions were to, to be honest and well, ask go. real questions. And you asked real questions that were sometimes hard to answer. So are you a little nervous? Because you never know what I'm going to say. Well, one, I don't like talking about myself. So that's pretty much an know. automatic. <laughs> I know you don't, which is why I'm here. So anything to give you joy. It, it is. Getting, <laughs> look at the smile on my face. I am beaming. I'm getting such, such a kick out of the fact that you're turning red and we're only like two minutes into it. So uh, what's what does the unstructured listener need to know about Eric? That's a wide open question. It's a very I know it's a big, big, mean, wide open question because I want to see where you go with it. I have no idea what I'm doing, and I figure it out as I go. That's not true, and that is true. <laughs> we, you know what you're doing, but you know we, those of us who do this, we do have to figure it out as we go. We have to roll with it. That is kind of what we have to do. Okay, so here's something that's more specific that I do want to know. How do you decide who to put on the show? What's your criteria? I have criteria. We both get pitched all the time. I think people would be mm-hmm. shocked to know, even with the number of podcasts out there, it's an absurd number, how many people pitch us to be on our shows. What's your criteria for saying yes? I have to really be excited because I do a lot more research than most of my peers. So the truth is, if I'm going to spend six to ten hours, I better want to. Okay, so can I make my point about that? Sure. I like unstructured because I understand that unstructured is the flow of the conversation. It's not like we have a script. We don't Mm -hmm. know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to happen. But I don't think your listener knows. You put an amazing amount of research into this. It's 68 hours. I mean, if somebody comes on your show and has written a book, chances are you read that entire book before you get them, you know, till you talk to them. Yes. especially People don't do that. People don't do that. So... Even though it's an unstructured, they're freeform conversations, which is similar to me. Wow, you put in the work 
And your listener's not seeing that. They don't know that. Well, that's the irony of everything. There's another way it's unstructured, too. You never know what guest is coming next. Well, you so do. <laughs> well, no, actually, I don't. I decide. Well, I just yeah. decided today who's going to come out next yeah. as an example. But no, I mean, it's unstructured in the flow itself because I'm willing to throw things out. But it's an unstructured guest to guest to guest to guest. Correct. So, but did now I, I got, I went off on a tangent, making sure that people understood how hard you worked for them. Cause you do. And they need to know that, um, excitement. What else you have to be excited, but what gets you excited about a guest? It has to be somebody that I'm just going, Ooh, what is that like? Or, or how do you do that? Or I want to kind of live vicariously through my guest. Oh, I think I'm doing that too. And I don't think I ever thought of it that way. I, I really am. I am not the most dynamic guy on the planet. I know that you're funny. You've got a great personality and naturally comedic. I'm not. I'm only laughing. Cause you know what I thought today? Okay. Our shows are similar. We just go with the sure. flow. We both want to be excited when we get somebody on the show. We're both very conversational. It's very natural, but in podcast Gilligan Island terms, Gilligan's Island terms, <laughs> you're the professor and I'm Gilligan. I thought that today. <laughs> As long as I'm not the skipper, I'm good. You are. You're like podcasts professor, and I'm idiot goofy (laughs) Gilligan who gets famous people on and then says things to them and go, wow, did I really say that to so-and-so? What's funny is the results are sometimes the same, though. They They can be exactly the same. You tease out something insightful because they're laughing or it takes them off guard. I tease out something insightful because I did a lot of research and I come at them from left field. Yeah. Yeah. Two different approaches. And I, I enjoy that. Another observation I will have with you. And it was something I noticed distinctly. Our voices and tonality is completely different. So we have the unique ability when we are on at the same time, I don't have to identify myself every so often. People aren't going to confuse me with Randy. Well, my voice is annoying. I mean, let's call it what it is. I've I don't think so. That. Ooh, well, I mean, I've had people disagree with that, but I am that guy when I call you on the phone, when you don't know it's me, I, don't, I say, hi, it's me. And I don't ever have to, I do, after the first phone call, you know who I am. Yeah. No, no, no that's is, important. Yeah. Look at all, okay, you study acting. Yep. Tell me how many world famous legendary actors don't have a distinct voice. 342. Okay. Well, aside of the 342, other than the that, top none, actors, just only 342. That's it. And exactly. obviously, I just made that up because you were being a smart ass and I had to give you an answer to it. So, well, there you go. There you go. Okay. But I there's another- a rule if they could be parodied, they're probably going to be a legend. Ooh. Oh, so I'm, <laughs> I'm heading in a good direction then. I'm, I'm heading yes. toward podcaster parody. That would be good. Why not? Look at Jimmy Stewart. Look at uh, Christopher uh, Walken. You could easily be impersonated. You could be parodied. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. God, he's so parodied. stiff. Ooh, I have to think about that. Okay, so I have another question for you. <laughs> um, so who do you think listens to you? Do you know? Do you know who your audience is? Do you know what they're like? Do you know? I'm not, you know, we could say demographics, demographics, blah, blah, blah. Who is the person? Who is the human being? What do you know that's, about them? That's something I suck at. I'm not great at an avatar. Well... You need to try, my first would be I myself. Asked a question. You can't say no. You have yes. to say. <laughs> well, I can say that I, I'm you not. You can say no certain. and then piss me off. 
Uh oh, <laughs> better than me pissed on. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not good at an avatar. I I know some of the people who listen to me, but I also am friends with many of the people who listen to me. So I always worry that that gets tripped up into obligation versus joy. And it's hard for me to just reach through. This is a bit of a black box. Well, you have an, a robust group of people who listen that are passionate about you. Who do you? What do you think they're looking for? What do you think you are giving them? What are you feeding to these people that they need? Because they're giving you time. My listeners are giving me time. Sure. And nobody has time to give away. They got to choose to give you the time. When I'm doing my job right, the feedback I get is that I'm asking questions before they can think of them. Before the guest or, or before the listener or both? Before the listener. Okay. Especially. I am thorough in the interview to where sometimes I ask questions they didn't even think of. Or they're thinking of a question and one second later I say it. You know who I think your people are? I think they're intelligent. I think they want to think. I think they want to be challenged. I bet you the IQ of your listener is higher than the average. Because you know, the IQ of the, you've got some pretty smart people on. And it could be. Yeah. Sure. You know, so it's Smarter that professor versus Gilligan thing <laughs> going back in again. But, you know, I think also you know, don't so many of our shows get listened to because that person who's given us their time is living vicariously through us and sure. they're living through you. Sure. It's a companion. Yeah. I'm a companion. You're a companion. So I, mean, I listen to podcasts all the time myself. They're, they're my friends. When I hear a host, that's not the host. That's my friend. Well, and that's what we want. We certainly want people to feel like, you know, they know us and we're coming into their homes or their cars or whatever. We want to feel warm and friendly and that kind of stuff. So, and ironically, I do consider the listener my friend. So it, it is a weird back and forth feed. I, I may not see them personally, but if I hear from them occasionally, I do. I feel like this is my friend. That's a really cool observation. And I'll tell you where there's a, an incredible woman named Heloise, as in hence from Heloise, wrote, has mm -hmm. continues to write this column on cleaning, has for decades. She's oh, yeah. uh, ridiculous. And I went to a book signing with her. And, you know, this is a woman who cleans and writes about it <laughs> for sure. a living. And one by one, her fans are coming up to her. And let me tell you, that woman who typically writes treated them all like her best friend because they really, really, really were. Sure. And I think that's a that's an incredibly special answer. Um, that's made me stop and think about how I view my own people because that that's special. That's a really cool answer. I can think of nothing more thrilling in life than for somebody to recognize me and talk to me. I have all the time in the world, please. You have all the time in the world? For my fans? Sure. Yeah, yeah. For people to recognize you and talk to you? Like on the street? Yeah, I don't mind. Oh, that'd be cool. Hmm, let me see. <laughs> all right, don't plan. Now, now I, I can see a uh, practical Hire joke a coming up. He's going to be yeah, hiring somebody. And then uh, laying it all out. Hmm. And be like, 
I'll just feel like I'm the most special guy on the planet. Meanwhile, Randy's getting it filmed on the side. Oh, <laughs> no, I did Frank do Fest. that. I had a friend from out of town come in town, and I, I knew the hostess at the restaurant we went to. And the hostess friend did come up and say, oh, uh, Mr. Jones, there are some people at the bar that have asked, do you mind coming over and signing some books for them? <laughs> and I was, I tried so hard. I kept a straight face for all of 10 seconds. <laughs> I tried so hard to go with it because she was flawless in her delivery. <laughs> and I, I was like i just lost it but now just keep in mind you know my son used to go to college down by where you live so i've got some connections down there i know that's yes. why I, and it's like okay this may be an edit point this should be this should no this should really we should be showing the video on this man your face for this has been great so but now here's what i gotta know so you do all this work you interview all these people what's the deal you got a backlog You've got a, a back. So you've got all these interviews in the can and we, we, the listener are waiting <laughs> because of what? What, what, what's the deal? What's the holdup? Because I'm not always the most competent host on the planet. No, you, you were dial a nerd. I've said that about technically and nerds rule. Now I say that with such appreciation nerds rule. So you are like, you're, you're the technical whiz of all this stuff. So what's the, what's the problem? Okay, I, I will get into a little gory detail, but hopefully I'll make it easy enough that it's not boring. Idiot proof for me? Are you saying this has to, are you trying to? <laughs> I have no courtesy for you. No, for... you don't. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Keep going. I got another piece of equipment famously called the Roadcaster Pro. It's the most hot, sexy mixer in the podcasting world. Ooh. And I was really, oh yeah, exactly. A hot, sexy podcasting mixer. Ooh. Oh yeah, it's it even does um, sound effects, and I do one right now, but I don't know which one I pick, so it'd probably come off weird. We don't need sound effects. I can make enough. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Well, this mixer replaced what I already had on the computer, and what I had attached to the computer would be on all the time. And I always leave my computer on. I set it to where my monitor goes to sleep. It doesn't use much power. And then the next day, I wiggle the trackpad. It comes up. Well, the road device has lights all over it. So in the middle of the night, because we have transoms, it would be lit up on the top of the transom and would bug me. So I turned it off at night. The problem is with my recording tool, it would lose that microphone because it was turned off and it would default to the built-in microphone on the computer. Then this is where it gets uh, interesting. I had that happen to me once. That sounds <laughs> yeah. bad. It's it's awful. It's yeah, kind of like that's bad. not only recording in your bathroom, but yelling into the toilet bowl. Yeah, yeah. And we've all done that so many times. So we know that's a great analogy. We've all yelled into our toilet. Please continue. Being <laughs> everyone gets that hello 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 yeah please let me die oh wait <laughs> that was my time so then i'm plugged in to the mixer and my microphone's running through the mixer i hear myself with my headphones and everything is fine so i'm I'm too depressed to actually count and figure it out, but it may be as many as eight episodes that my part sounds like absolute garbage and I have to 
go through the episode, oh. playing it back oh. at each part, saying, hmm, so why did you start <laughs> such and such? And read my part, try to keep the energy, sound, make it sound natural. And it takes a couple hours or more to do each one. And the truth is I have to do it because... Well, of course, but that's like epic fail from dial a nerd You have destroyed my entire image as you as being technologically all-knowing. Well, that, and it's for the guest. I mean, it's rude for me not to give them the best possible product. Same way that if I choose somebody to be a guest, if they've got to be important to me, I'm going to treat them as they're important to me as well. Yeah, well, I'm into that, yeah. So, you messed up. Um, you could say that, or yeah. you could say, I messed up, 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 I messed up. <laughs> <laughs> so now that being said, you gave me, I'm, I'm coming out with all, I'm not pulling any punches, got another punch. So you are getting feedback. People don't know enough about you. So I'm here to help guide this. Who is Eric thing? Mm -hmm. Same issue. I had the same issue on my show and you pointed out. For everyone to hear that I was abused by, who was it, Aaron Brockovich? That Aaron Brockovich, the real Aaron Brockovich, said, Randy, why aren't you doing shows alone? You are enough. You don't always exactly. have to have the guests. You are enough. So now, since you made sure everybody knew I had that said to me, I'm going to flip it on you. Eric, are you ever going to do a show with just you because you are enough? <laughs> See, this is the advantage uh, we have on each other to stab each other in the back yeah. because we talk to each other on the side on the phone. Ultimately, you can cut anything. No, <laughs> you can still. I mean, uh, I can be. I can think I'm as clever as I want, but ultimately, if you want to edit me out completely, <laughs> you can. Oh, that's true. Another edit point. Thank you. Yeah, I was going to say you could actually re-record the entire interview with somebody else altogether, or just do a different voice. <laughs> well, you know what? Now that I think about, it, I could redo my parts. Ugh. <laughs> I've gotten the experience with that. So are you going to go solo? Uh, I actually have a solo podcast. Well, I was going to say, uh, well, that was another part. You do. Let's talk about your other po podcast. But for for the, for well, we <laughs> definitely want to talk about that because I love the show. Um, for the sake of Unstructured, would you ever go solo without a guest? What? I would, I've gotten feedback. People like it when I do when I answer questions that people send in and they can send them an email, Facebook group or whatever. And I have done it. I've done a few and I've actually been told by at least one person who I think very highly of that. Those are the only episodes he always listens to. Good. So that's nice. However, I don't like talking about myself. Part of the reason why I bring on all these cool people like you this is just more interesting. And it's much easier for me to tell you and to tell Jordan Paris and to tell Christopher Lockhead, see, I'll out myself all over, that you guys need to do solo shows. Oh, you have you need no to problem giving me advice. None whatsoever. <laughs> I can get text advice from you at 1130 at night. No, there is. You have no problem telling me what to do. Uh, exactly. None. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. See, I'm, I'm very, I am very generous. You are very generous <laughs> with your thoughts. Very, very generous. And I'm also pretty honest that I am a complete hypocrite. 
Well, it's hard. I mean, let it is difficult. I am a talkative person, and I don't mind telling my own stories. But ultimately, we are working on behalf of that listener, and we're working on behalf of that guest. So I have to say I respect it. I have to say I get the difficulty because it can be very difficult. I had someone recently tell me they love the fact that my show isn't about me. And sometimes I think it's too much about me because, you know, sometimes I have guests that don't contribute as much and I kind of have to fill in the gaps. But please don't underestimate. Ultimately, the one through line, you didn't know I was going to say this. This is not planned. The one through line to your show is you. Sure. You are important. You knowing who you are and what you believe in, we still see these people through you. So I absolutely Mm -hmm. encourage you, even if you don't go solo, have me or somebody else come back, do those questions. Now, you know, I do them. I do them online (laughs) with my dog. That's how chicken, that's (laughs) so chicken that, uh, you know, my videos to promote when I answer questions that are sent into me, I do them with my dog. So I'm not alone. No, no, no. This is perfect. Perfect point. So I want to put it out there. Yeah. Because I want to hear back from the audience. Would you like me to do solo shows? What would you like to hear? Yep. How frequently would you like them? Or since he volunteered, would you like me to do shows with Randy? Oh, God, I don't want the answer to that. They're going to say, get rid of Gilligan. Get rid of Gilligan. Because there is a template for that. I am very open to say I'm happy to steal left and right. Yeah. And those of you know that I know Jordan Harbinger of the Jordan Harbinger Show, and he's been on here, and also Jason DeFilippo, who's also been a guest couple of times and they have something called feedback Friday. They do it together. So Jordan Harbinger, one of the top podcasters in the world doesn't do solo shows. He does episodes with his producer. Yeah. So perhaps doing shows with Gilligan (laughs) could be a fun thing for everyone. Well, I do like doing it. Because it is fun. I still think people are really missing out not seeing your face. Okay, but I have to go on. (laughs) So what's up with the other podcast? Let's talk about that. Okay, the other podcast. Because I do. I'm into wordplay. I love words. I'm a writer. I'm all about words. So that's my thing. So let's talk about that podcast. Okay, well, this is about me being as blunt and open and honest as possible oh please 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 hold back don't do that because we're not here for you to be blunt and open and honest we're okay 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 one thing i'm not very good at is reading out loud and the other show is scripted i designed it to be scripted because the only way i can get better at reading out loud is to read out loud exactly so there is a show that I put together called Portmanteau. P-O-R-T-M-A-N-T-E-A-U. Correct. Okay. Portmanteau. Portmanteau. I mean, I literally thought when you told me this, it was port like wine, man like man, <laughs> and toe like part of a foot. I mean, I really was like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> but a portmanteau is a real thing. Yes, it goes back to Lewis Carroll. 
like of Alice, um, Allison Warren. Yeah, Allison, yeah. It, um, Jabberwocky is his first example. But it is two words that are put together into one term. And everybody will probably think of Benifer as the perfect example. Well, not everybody, because that's kind of an old one. That's okay. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez and, and Ben Affleck. That's true. Yes. Jennifer have been gone for quite some time. So How about sexting or metrosexual or many other terms? Podcast. Podcast. So two different words that come that are put together to create a brand new word. That is a portmanteau. Exactly. Correct. Yep. That's so and these are short shows where you give the history of, of how this happened. The term. Right. And maybe a little bit of how it affects society or what the influence is. I bit off a little more than I could chew and got really ambitious with the uh, first episode, which I switched to the second, and did Brexit. So it's like, you really want to swing for the fences on that one. Because yeah, that it's was full a- of dates and complicated terms. It was much more challenging. Infomercial, which is my second, was just much more fun and light. Yeah. So these are all a learning experience. I did three of these so far, and... I've been really snowed under trying to get ready for a conference I'm speaking at. But also, I will admit that I was knocked on my heels a little bit because I got brutalized in an, in a review. Why do so, you care? I, I know that I don't care, and I played it off, but... I mean, okay, let me like say... I'm I a little this, hurt, and think, I've got to get back to it. Yeah, I mean, every, there's something for everybody. I mean, the thing is... There's all these quote unquote thought leaders out there. Many of them shouldn't be leading anybody's thought. They just think it's sexy and cool and interesting and they want to try to make a living at it. There's people out there reviewing. That's one person's opinion. I've been reviewed for my work as an actor all my life and eh, they've said some mean stuff, but. You know, that means that I have to kind of take the nice stuff with a grain of salt, too, because I've always kind of known it's just one person. And do I really know how qualified that person is to share that opinion? Because it really is just an opinion. Now, True, to me, it doesn't cause, it comes across different <laughs> when I when I listen to Portmanteau. It comes across different because it is shorter. I love the wordplay. I love the history stuff. Um now that you mention it, it comes across slicker. So I guess, yeah, you're reading. It never occurred to me that you were reading. But it's, Well, that's actually a step. That means that I'm getting there. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like an NPR thing. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. No, it's a good but. thing. No, 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 no. I mean, I, think, I like NPR. No, I think it, it, it's got that sort of clean NPR feel. So I think it's cool and it's short. So right. I, I encourage people. I'm a listener, so I encourage people to listen to it. So... What's this thing with you're speaking this week? Is that MapCon? MapCon, yes. Mid-Atlantic. I, I, I was going to say, what is that? I know <laughs> that you're going to MapCon this week, but I don't know what it is. Well, I'd almost call it a portmanteau. Oh, well, it is really. It is Mid-Atlantic of. Podcast Conference. Where's it at? It is actually in Atlantic City at the Ocean Resort Casino. So very, very uh, luxurious background. 
Mid Atlantic is ocean is it? That's not really Mid Atlantic. Jersey is not. I used to live Mid Atlantic. You live Mid Atlantic. I know. I I think of myself as dead Mid Atlantic. Yeah, Virginia in, Beach is quite literally <laughs> Mid Atlantic. Very Mid Atlantic. I'm having trouble stretching Jersey and making it Mid Atlantic. But hey, they got a deal. So we'll. Just... Hey, if you're going to add Canada, my friend, <laughs> <laughs> you know it's not just the states here. <laughs> <laughs> i'll give them that but no are you did you say you're speaking at this i am yes are people going to listen how many people are, oh a friend of mine literally he just went to orlando to speak at something he was supposed to have a thousand people mm-hmm. and because of the hurricane oh. 20 oh 20 in his session now there was like 1500 people i guess total and his session should have had hundreds and hundreds of them but he had like 20 people at a session i mean oh god that's gonna that's gonna hurt that's gotta hurt but you gotta be ready for those 20 people too sure absolutely and this it's gonna be videoed so i'll be able to share it later and i can oh i know how much you're gonna perform for them i know how much Ah. i love sharing the video so what's your topic my topic is shockingly Guest research. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, you're really, really, really great at that. As we've already, you know, <laughs> determined. Well, I'm just, my plan is to go into some of the different places I like to look or some of my mindset when I research. I plan to turn it into a longer one. It'll only be an eight-minute session, but I think I can turn that into a 45-minute session. So wait, wait, wait. So you have an eight-minute session that you're planning to talk for 45 minutes instead? No, I'm talking about I'm condensing down what I think is a 45-minute topic into eight minutes. Oh, I was going to say, because that would really piss the, the planning people off if no, you go in no. and they think you're going to... No, suck. Joe's my friend. <laughs> I'm going to keep him a friend. They give you eight minutes. You go, you know what? Screw them. I'm going to take 45 because nope, I have I've, more to say. Nope, nope, nope. I have uh, nine slides and you know, literally trying to chop it down to about 45 seconds to a minute on a slide. So mostly podcasters actually in attendance here. All podcasters. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Good for you. I mean, it's, it, I have to say just before people are wondering, does this Jones guy do no research at all? I absolutely do. I sometimes read the book. I absolutely know who the people are. I research <laughs> them, but not to the extent you do. Cause here's my fear for me. My fear for me is that I'm going to, I'm looking for a lesson every time and I don't sure. want to determine it before I get up behind the microphone. And I've had <laughs> that happen where I interviewed Ginger Z from ABC news. I loved mm-hmm. her book so much. I couldn't shut up. And mm. now she was, why would she shut me up? Because it's like getting a book review. When you've got somebody gushing about your book, you're going to love it. So the conversation was amazing. And I loved it, but it was like 50% me should ever be 50% me. So I don't want to go in so prepared that I can't still be surprised that somebody sure. can't give me that thread. As I say, somebody, somebody says something and, and they, they give us the thread as the, the host and we pull the thread, we pull the thread, we pull the thread. Well, if I know the whole spool in advance, I ain't got no threads to pull. Well, there, there's that. And then there's another very real danger, which is the curse of knowledge. And I can get so deep and intimate that I can almost shorthand things they do yeah, you, yeah, I, as if, you know, they're like you and I could probably shorthand some of this conversation. Yeah. But we're obviously we not. Talk <laughs> enough. We're not, we're not. But, it, but it is very possible. So I do have that in the back of my mind. 
I've come close a couple of times and slipped up, cut some things out, but I do focus on that. And I also am more than willing to throw everything out before I start. Yeah. You have to. And I have done it. But no, your knowledge of these people before you actually sat down to talk to them, your knowledge of me before uh, you interviewed me before we became friends and sort of started working together and helping each other out. Um, you knew me really well. And you know what? I have to say, we both know the guests, they notice that. Oh, yeah. They notice that. They definitely notice that. And they appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Because so many, how many, I mean, I've been interviewed a lot because of my book and, and because of the people that I've met. And let me tell you, I'm being, I, I get interviewed a lot by people who have absolutely no idea really who I am or what I do. They're just mm -hmm. like, so how do you know Pat Benatar? I mean, <laughs> right, right. they launch right into it. So now so have you done any other interesting guest appearances that I should know about? So now that you're a speaker, <laughs> you're doing the MapCon right. thing. I was actually guest on a uh, podcast, Break It Down show. I've been on there before, but they have a series. And this actually was very difficult for me. It's a series that they call Album Fight album fight uh-oh yep it's where you take two albums record albums track yes okay they have record to have album. The same... if you need to google what a record album is boys and girls please go ahead and go to the google just look a. for the spotify playlist with the same number of tracks <laughs> as, as my husband would say go to, the, go to the google a he always says he goes to the google a and look up record album actually vinyl's making a comeback i was shopping for a vinyl vinyl's album. out selling cds yeah Vinyl. So I was looking for vinyl recently because I actually can play vinyl again and I don't have, I got rid of all of them. So, okay. So what well, you, I, I derailed the conversation again. Cause that's what I do. That's no my specialty. Come, bring, <laughs> bring it back. Bring it back. Pull it back. Record. The Wars? premise. What was it? Um, album fight. Album record wars, album fight. Same thing. Okay. Album. Think fight. boxing. Okay. Think boxing. You have rounds. Okay. Instead of rounds, you have tracks and you line up track for track on each album. Yeah. What happens when you do that is you can put two albums against each other and you can have really interesting results. For example, in the past, they had Prince Purple Rain versus Michael Jackson for Thriller. And you'd be surprised which one won or didn't win. And there are different factors. Now, you know how I like to research. You do. Yeah, I think if, if 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 people don't get that at this point in time, <laughs> they're not smart enough to actually be listening to your show. <laughs> I'm also not super musical. I tried to be a bass player in a band. Yep. I like songs, but I'm not super sophisticated. And the album challenge that I was on, we recorded this last e weekend, was The Who, Who's Next, versus Marvin Gaye, What's going on? That's a that's that's an interesting pairing. It really was, but it's a nightmare pairing in a lot of ways. Well, because they're nothing alike. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you know what? There's actually a lot of parallels in there, and that's what I feel like. Maybe I offered to the show is as I researched. I always look for juxtapositions. Well, of course you did. So you totally nerded things. out something that was just there to be fun. All of a sudden you came through with your professor from Gilligan's Island stuff. Did you <laughs> did you ruin the entire show for everyone else because you overthought it? 
No, I barely held my own because uh, people knew what they were talking about. Did you do an entire <laughs> dissertation on Marvin Gaye and how he started his career? And and who are the who? Did you do a whole thing on who? Who's the who? Ah, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> oh, you know what? I think I abused you more than you abused me. That's possible. Yeah, that's possible. And like I said, the look on your face, it's been priceless the entire time. I wish we were live streaming this right now. I'm here to give you joy. Yes, you have given me great joy. You have, in all seriousness, given a whole lot of people a lot of joy through Unstructured, including myself. So, so grateful for all the help you've given me as a podcaster. I came to this after you. Um, I'm glad you did this. I've learned stuff. We've talked a lot, and I've learned stuff about you today that I didn't know. Well, I don't know. Am I glad I did this? Please give me feedback. Eric at unstructuredpod.com. Find me on Facebook. Find me anywhere. Twitter. Everything's unstructured. Tell me if this is good. Hashtag bring back Gilligan. Hashtag bring back Gilligan. Hashtag bring back Gilligan. Hashtag bring back Gilligan. Hey, man. Thanks a lot for doing this. You're welcome.